So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That, that's what he said. I, I, that's what I said. That's obviously what the, the, our position is. I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I didn't have not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Hello and welcome to Mueller She Wrote. I am your host, A.G., and with me today is Jordan Coburn. Hello. How are you? I'm well, personally. Good. <laughs> personally, yeah. Good. Good. I know it's it's been a pretty brutal um, week of news, and so... Uh, we just need to move forward and the best that we can uh, take a break when we need to and take care of ourselves. But uh, everybody, welcome to the series finale of Mueller, She Wrote, uh, at least for now, after two and a half years being honored by the Webbies twice, a uh, humbling amount of accolades and a 13 city tour. It is time to hang up the uh, what the spyglass, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Time to focus on the Daily Beans, the 2020 election, uh, unrest, civil unrest. Um, and with Bill Barr at the helm of the Department of Justice, we can't play the Fantasy Indictment League anymore. It's just time to power forward. So um, that's what's happening today. But fear not, we will continue to bring you the news on the Daily Beans podcast just the same way we always have. So make sure you subscribe right now. Like, pause this, go subscribe to Daily Beans. Um, we'll be touring as soon as we're able to uh, with the Daily Beans. Uh, and of course, we have our weekly video live stream happy hour that we open up to the public in the second hour. We aren't going anywhere. So today, Jordan and I are going to cover the most recent BuzzFeed FOIA Mueller memo dump. And then we have some farewell messages from past guests. You don't want to miss those. Um, I'm still overwhelmed by some of the messages we received. Uh, but before we get to those Mueller memos, it's time for my favorite segment, Corrections. It's a mistake. It's hard for me to say I'm sorry. Oh, I made a mistake. All right, so from Steven, thanks for helping us get through these extra crazy times. In the episode, I am the cheat king, AG said that Sidney Powell was arguing before the Supreme Court. I don't believe that is correct, as Judge Sullivan isn't on the Supreme Court. Uh, AG also said that people claiming we're all going to die are exaggerating. I don't believe this is correct either. If there are immortals among us, uh, then eventual heat death of the universe confirms that we are, in fact, all going to die. It's just science. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nitpicking, but it's only because I love you all. Thank you. Yes, uh, a Supreme Court is not correct. It's the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. My bad. Um, from Gail Nicholson. FYI, you can put Glenn Kirshner on anytime you want. Okay, I think Gail likes Glenn. Slight correction for you on the Michigan absentee ballots. Presidential primary was March 10th. I remember it well. I'm a precinct chair, and that was actually my last in-person social interaction with the community. As we went to stay at home, stay safe, right after that, 
What SOS Jocelyn Benson did was to send out applications for absentee ballots for the August 4th primary for federal, state, and local reps and some local initiatives. I hope she'll be able to do the same for November. I am scared to work in November. Uh, Super minor correction, but thanks for the opportunity to vent my fear for working in the precinct in November. Hell yeah. She was on our happy hour, wasn't she? Yeah, I believe so. Yes, patrons. If you're not a patron, become a patron. You can join in on our happy hours. And uh, Well, that's a Daily Beans announcement, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, but, you know, if you're a patron of Muller She Wrote, you're automatically a patron of Daily Beans, and you're automatically going to be a patron of the new show, Quarantine Confessions, that debuts June 6th. Yes. You don't have to do anything but just continue existing. But if you want to be a patron and you can afford it, uh, and you can swing it during, you know, this 40 million unemployed Americans time in our uh, awesome, uh, great America, uh, then, uh, you know, awesome. It's as little as three bucks a month. If not, um, we... You know, we do a lot of these things for the public, like our happy hour. We make the second hour uh, accessible to the public because we know not everybody can swing it. Um, from John Kenley. Hello. I love the show. I can't wait for you to go back on the road. Me too, John. Seriously. Um, the episode on May 20th uh, and the unutilized Fed program, uh, it was set up to be exactly that. It's only there to provide an emergency backstop if large corporation is unable to issue new debt or CP to roll over a maturity. The cost of the corporate program are punitive. Uh, the market rate for the company's existing debt plus 100 base points, 1%. The existence of the backstop has given the bond market enough confidence that no one has trouble refinancing. I am a bond analyst by trade. Ah, well, cool. That's where it hasn't been spent. Gotcha. P.S. The Animal Crossing talk is great. Thank you. I got my third lily of the valley today. I'm very proud. <laughs> Uh, from Z-Score, I love the good news section. It uh, In at least two interviews, including with Mimi Roca and Glenn Kirshner, that Judge Sullivan was appointed to his current post by Reagan and H.W. While this is true in spirit, there was another appointment from Clinton to the post where he is to this day. From Wikipedia, appointed bench of Superior Court in D.C. in 1984 by Reagan, to the D.C. Court of Appeals as an associate judge in 1992 by President Bush, to the federal bench in 1994 by Bill Clinton. Um, thank you for that correction. And lastly, the Frank Fagluzzi interview, he says, about Flynn from a counterintelligence POV is essential listening. Your sincere and considered coverage during this awful crisis has beyond informed me each day, helped me feel more connected while in lockdown. So thank you. Very cool. Well, I'm going to miss corrections. We don't do it on the Daily Beans. Yeah, we're gonna, we'll try. We'll get it in there. Um, I, 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 I really think corrections are important. The pre-publication press release from Carnegie Mellon claiming half of all uh, reopen America accounts are bots remains unavailable. There is substantial skepticism, skepticism among bot influence researchers regarding these claims. The topic of botnets is nuanced from spam bots to DDoS or DDoS bots to social media and influence bots. Until there's been a commensurate scrutiny and vigorous debate, the CM press release and summarized results should be considered anecdotal. The quality of the show remains high as ever despite a pandemic. You all rock. Those are corrections, everyone. If you have any corrections, please head to MullerSheWrote.com, click on Contact, select Corrections, and build us a compliment sandwich. We'll get it right eventually, and we will be making future corrections on the Daily Beans podcast, I promise. Yay. And now, it's time for some news, so let's jump in with just the facts. Okay, some quick updates before we get to the Muller memo dump. First of all, Roger Stone has just under 30 days to report to prison, so I smell a pardon. Oh, no. God, that was such a roller coaster just now. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Oh. (laughs) 
Um, also, the um, the Inspector General of the Interior Department, who hasn't been fired yet but probably will be now, has come out with a report about nepotism within that department. Uh, and uh, I'll go over that in detail in the Daily Beans, so check that out, June 1st's Daily Beans. And Judge Sullivan has until Tuesday to respond to Flynn's writ of mandamus in the D.C. Appeals Court. And, of course, the attorney he hired, Wilkinson, will be responding on his behalf. Uh, I had the distinct honor of speaking to former Solicitor General and the architect of the special counsel regulations that governed the, governed the Mueller investigation, Neil Katyal, and I spoke to him about the Flynn case and the Chauvin murder and manslaughter charges, and you can hear that interview on the Daily Beans for June 1st. We will also have details on that Inspector General thing, um, but with those very important in the Mueller news headlines out of the way, uh, let's talk about, Jordan, let's talk about the latest Mueller memo dump, shall we? Yes. Yeesh. Yeah. So this is uh, <laughs> this is installment seven um, of the Mueller memos uh, that have been released to BuzzFeed News from the DOJ in their FOIA lawsuit uh, that they won, where they have to be given all the underlying Mueller documents. There are billions and billions of documents. They can be given them over every month for the next hundred years or something like that. But uh, these are the key takeaways from Jason Leopold of BuzzFeed. This month, first of all, the current installment includes summaries. This is directly from BuzzFeed. includes summaries of interviews with former White House counsel Don McGahn. These are summaries of interviews, by the way. There's a lot of redacted shit. Uh, Hope classic. Hicks. Hope Hicks is... Yeah, classic. Classic. Um, Hope Hicks, Rick Gates, and conservative policy analyst James Carafano. Um, I'm going to call him James Fuck If I Know, because... I, who the hell is that guy? Uh, in a departure from previous installments of the Mueller memos, uh, according to Jason Leopold, many of the names of the interviewees from 31 to f- of the 41 interviews, 31 of the 41, are fully redacted. One or more is partially redacted. It is unclear if the redacted names represent 31 individuals or if some of them were interviewed multiple times. So, like, if they brought everybody in three times, then it's like 12 individuals. Uh, but there are 31 redacted names out of the 41. Former Trump deputy campaign manager Rick Gates uh, said the Trump campaign couldn't afford to buy the advertising time they had wanted until Comey announced he was reopening the inquiry into Hillary Clinton's emails. Ugh. Quote, quote, the James Comey email scenario helped the last 10 days before the election were good from a fundraising perspective. Mm, I bet. That checks out. Yeah. Thanks, homie. Um. Don McGahn, former White House counsel and linchpin of obstruction of justice, uh, recalled that after receiving a briefing about the FBI's investigation from former acting attorney general Sally Yates, he didn't think Michael Flynn was, quote, in trouble. He said he told the president he didn't think Flynn had committed a 1001 violation, uh, which is making a false statement to the FBI. Flynn later pleaded guilty to that charge, although the Justice Department has since moved to drop it. Uh, But McGahn also, earlier, before he talked to Sally Yates, uh, was really worried uh, that Flynn was in a lot of trouble. So his message changed. Um, McGahn recalled how the president pressed him to have special counsel Mueller removed. And uh, he was asked to stop former Attorney General Jeff Sessions from recusing himself. Uh, McGahn said he had to explain that the president should not communicate directly with the Justice Department. <laughs> Quote, having that framework prevents the White House from nosing in on investigations, amazing. McGahn said. A- amazing that that, was, <laughs> <laughs> that that was brought up as some sort of preliminary concern at some point. 
is amazing. Yeah, and if I were if I were the lawyer representing Judge Sullivan in the Flynn case, I would be like, even fucking Don McGahn was like, the White House shouldn't be speaking directly to the Justice Department because they need to be prevented from nosing in on investigations. <clears throat> Stone Flynn. Um, an interview summary from November 2017 provides more detail. That's when our podcast started, by the way. Uh, an interview summary from November 2017 provides more detail about an FBI investigation revealed by the New York Times on, on Thursday into ties between Trump campaign advisor Walid Fares and Egypt. Investigators asked a fellow campaign staffer what she knew about Fares's trip to Egypt during the presidential race and queried her about her own Egyptian contacts. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, I, I'm assuming New York Times got this from this dump of, of information. And an unnamed witness told investigators that Manafort was not a hard worker. Quote, <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Often, <laughs> often Manafort showed up at campaign headquarters at 10 in the morning, left at 1 in the afternoon, never to be seen again for the rest of the day. Manafort had a mob boss attitude. Yeah, I was going to say, you, he doesn't strike you as the kind of person that cuts shortcuts so he can do the least amount of work possible, even if that means people probably dying. Of course. Of course that's how he operates. <laughs> of course it is. That was dramatic, what I just said. Sorry, the dying part. No. That's 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 uh, TBD. Those dots connecting are not uh, as explicit as what I just said would lend itself to. So don't think that I'm just uh, <sighs> revealing some crazy shit just then. <laughs> um, another unidentified employee of the, D the DCCC said that after Russia hacked them in 2016, quote, many people had personal income tax returns falsely filed under their names and that the DCCC paid for credit monitoring services for employees. Um, another witness described strange developments regarding the laptop that Manafort was given permission to use in jail. This is mm. big because we talked about the foldering member. Yes. Um, that's when you go into Gmail and you write an email, but you never send it. And then you just hand the laptop to yeah. someone. They log into your Gmail and go into the folder. So it never sends. It never pings a server. Can't you just use notes at that point? <laughs> just use the notes app. <laughs> Don't even bring Google no, into it. it. Take a piece of paper, right? Write a note on it. Yeah. Fold it up like the little tiny triangle football, and then like flick it <laughs> yeah. into the jail cell, <laughs> and and then throw your hands up like field goal exactly. style. Exactly, it's the same shit. <laughs> so, um, this witness said uh, strange things uh, happened with that laptop. The password protection that kept him from using the internet was mysteriously altered. And a thumb drive that was configured to make it seem like it was empty was actually hiding unknown files. Mm -hmm. Probably dick pics from Kennedy. <laughs> um, remember their texts, their love oh, texts, of course. the Manatee texts? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I remember those all too yeah. well. <laughs> Just a couple of white fucking fake victims talking to each other. <laughs> Oh, the most surprising thing was that they believed their bullshit. Yeah. E either that or they knew that we would find those text messages at some point because they used a lot of encrypted, you know, mm -hmm. signal and WhatsApp that delete messages. Maybe these were the ones that we were supposed to find. Mm. Ooh. Um, right. I figure if they were deleting shit, they would have deleted shit we didn't want to see. Uh, or they didn't want us to see. Uh, another witness, uh, a September interview... Uh, with a man whose name is redacted, reveals new information about a shadowy Russian-backed nonprofit whose officials were key players in the 2016 Trump Tower meeting. Huh. 
Yeah. So you definitely want to go to BuzzFeed News. Look at these 302s. They're pretty amazing. There's a lot of them. Uh, and there's going to continue to be a lot of Mueller news. And, you know, yes, this is the series finale of Mueller, she wrote. But this could be the first installment. Uh, after we elect a Democrat uh, and get a proper attorney general in there, we could have series come out. We could have Mueller, she wrote, you know, a serial podcasts come out, six episode special on Trump going to prison or uh, <laughs> what really happened to Don Jr. or... Um, yeah, just wonder what we like following up on all the old things that have been brushed under the carpet. Uh, those those additional 12 redacted Appendix D investigations that were handed off to other authorities. Uh, we could have a special when uh, when and if we ever see the counterintelligence report from the Senate Intelligence Committee. But all of the Mueller news, if, if Mueller, she wrote, isn't on the air, you can get it all at the Daily Beans. Um, so please become a subscriber to the Daily Beans and we'll continue to bring the news with swearing and snark. Ah, um, the end of an era. Well, I know. Um, this is our final episode for now, like I said, and we have some farewell messages for you. Uh, so kicking it off is former FBI counterintelligence agent Asha Rangappa. Let's take a listen. Thanks so much for having me on Muller, she wrote, and for helping the public follow along with all the twists and turns of the special counsel investigation. I hope that it will be a great resource for people as they prepare for the 2020 election. And congratulations for being named as one of the best podcasts by Marie Claire for preparing for the 2020 election. Best of luck to you on Daily Beans podcast, and I hope to be a guest on there at some point soon. Take care. Hey, this is Andrew Torres from Opening Arguments. Congratulations to Mueller, she wrote, for three amazing years following the ups and downs of the Mueller investigation, its spinoffs, and everything that's wrong with the Trump administration. We'll miss you, but we'll be following along with the Daily Beans. To the whole team at Mueller, she wrote, this is Barb McQuaid. Thanks for your careful work to document this strange moment in American history. I know William Barr thinks that History is written by the winners, but most of us believe there is such a thing as objective truth. And so we appreciate your effort to report the facts. Thanks and all the best. This is David Priest with a quick farewell message for A.G., Jordan, now Mandy. Thank you for reaching new audiences with your commentary on all things Russia investigation related and beyond, especially your interest in treating Bob Mueller as a person and not just as a caricature. Farewell. AG, this is Frank Figluzzi, MSNBC national security analyst and former FBI assistant director. They say it's all about the journey, and I want to thank you for taking us along on a journey that would have been a whole lot darker and far more complex without your insights and help. Thanks for taking me along on the journey, and thank you for your service to this nation. To everything, there is a season and a purpose, and your season and your purpose are far from over. They're just beginning. I'll see you on the Daily Beans. Hey, Muller She Wrote team, it's Jennifer Taub, and I'm just here to thank you for the many years of excellent programming and for having me as a guest on your podcast. Remember, our Muller votive candles burned out long before your legend ever did. Best wishes, gals.
Hey, to all of my friends at Mueller, she wrote, Glenn Kirshner here. You know, someone who worked directly for Bob Mueller, I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you all did in both bringing the actual facts of the Mueller investigation to the listeners and in explaining what those facts really mean. Thank you for all of your efforts and your hard work, and I hope to see you all around the way. This is Greg Oliar, author of Dirty Rubles and Prevail, and I'd like to bid a fond farewell to Mueller, she wrote. It's been an honor and a privilege to be part of this, and I wish AG and the crew nothing but the best going forward. Hi, Mueller, she wrote people. It's me, your old pal Greg Proops from the Smartest Man in the World Proopcast. Just giving a big shout out to AG and all the militia wrote peeps for doing such an awesome job of exposing the grifting crime and corruption of Orange 45's regime. Uh, the Mango Mussolini will one day go down and we will all dance in the streets. So congratulations to Militia Wrote. Peace, y'all, and be safe. And please wear a mask. Hi, AG. Congratulations on the end of a fabulous run with Malashi Wrote. Your podcast came out of nowhere and rose like a supernova. And you showed us all the power of an idea pursued with passion as well as really good humor. You managed to combine sophisticated, detailed knowledge with a knack for presenting it in lively, funny, and sometimes profane ways. We all learned so much from you and had so much fun in the process. I personally will really miss my blindfolded trips to your lair to record the latest episode of Mueller She Wrote. But like everyone else, I'll be able to get my AG fix by tuning in to Daily Beans. I look forward to remaining your colleague in the post Mueller She Wrote world and to hearing your thoughtful commentary wherever it arises. Warm regards. Harry Littman, Talking Fits. Hello, Jenny Cohn here. No, 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 you can't end your show. You cannot. Mueller, she wrote, cast, Allison, no, just, just forget about it. In all seriousness, thank you so much for having me as a guest on your show. It was my honor, and thank you for showing that although resisting can be difficult, it can also be fun and funny and inspiring. We will miss your show so much and look forward to seeing what each of you will be doing in the future. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Greetings, Muller She Wrote Nation. This is Andrew McCabe, uh, and I'm joined here by my beautiful wife, Jill. Say hi, Jill. Hi, AG. We just wanted to say thank you so much for uh, not just what uh, you, AG, and your intrepid partners have done with the podcast, but for all the listeners who have tuned in so regularly and shown such support uh, for us and for the work of the special counsel. And um, it's your interest in finding the truth and looking through some of the nonsense and the propaganda that we get uh, day in and day out that I think has just been a beacon of hope for Jill and I as we've tried to get through this really tough time. Thank you all for being there for us and assuming the positive intent that we've had and also stand up, get out, help get us get to the other side of this. This is a really important year. Even though we're stuck inside, we might not be able to do it in the same way. Reach out to everyone you know. Make sure everyone goes out and votes. Let's turn this thing around. That is absolutely right. Nobody ever want to fight by giving up, and we will not give this one up. So thank you again for your 
incredible support, your interest in us, your for all those folks that read the book and had super nice things to say about it. It's just been uh, incredibly helpful, and it gives me hope that there is a future for this country. We are going to get out of this period and and turn this thing around. So thank you for everything you've done, and be safe. Hi, this is Matt Miller. This is one of those sad days when one of your favorite shows is ending, but it feels a little bit like when Breaking Bad ended, where at least there's a spinoff where we can f- still listen to some of our favorite characters. Uh, AG and Jordan, congratulations on a great run, and here's to hoping we never need a sequel for Muller, she wrote, but if we do, we know you'll be there. This is Renato Mariotti, former federal prosecutor and host of the On Topic podcast. I want to thank everyone behind Muller, she wrote, for teaching us that following the news can be informative and fun at the same time. I'm going to miss you, but I'll keep listening at the Daily Beans, and I encourage everyone else to do the same. Hey, Stephanie Miller here. I don't know about you. I have one fucking frayed nerve in this whole coronavirus lockdown, and now Mueller, she wrote, is doing their farewell episode. This fucking sucks on a stick. Can I just say that? It does. Daily Beans is going on, though. Oh, we need that. Yeah, yeah we do. Daily yeah. Dose. Yeah, Beans, Beans, the musical fruit. You know the rest. <laughs> Stephanie. AG, I, listen, I've partied with these girls in San Francisco. I did Muller, She Wrote Live in San Francisco. I'm going to guess that it, it may be a lot of things surrounding the legal action there and the various restraining orders. Uh, they, those girls, can uh, they know how to party. Yes. I don't know what. I apologize if I, I, I have a role in this. There's security footage. Yeah, but I, I love you, AG, and I love you, Muller, She Wrote. And we're going to continue to listen on the Daily Beans but uh, I, I has a sad about uh, Mueller, she wrote, and I, I once again apologize for any uh, legal uh, difficulty I may have contributed to. Love you, A.T. All right, everybody. This is the end. And um, I need to thank everyone uh, for your support. Um, I am so happy that you turned to us for Mueller News and that you trust us to bring you the truth about everything that happened in that investigation. And thanks to everybody who sent in a farewell message. Uh, it's, I'm overwhelmed, like with humility uh, about what everyone says. I couldn't believe it too. Jordan, in the interview in the Daily Beans for Monday with Neil Katyal, Neil fucking Katyal, right? former solicitor general in the middle of the interview it came up because i was asking him a question about the difference between third degree and second degree murder and i had mentioned i'm not a lawyer and he was like wait what (laughs) i was he's like you're not a lawyer (laughs) i'm like no and he's like holy moly he's like what am i even teaching law school for i know you've been you've been running with the lawyers for the last like two years at this point yeah uh, this this is a hundred percent proof that the more incredible people you surround yourself with, the better you are. And and that goes for every single person that listens and listened to this podcast since the early days in the kitchen. I would not be, we would not be where we are and who we are if it weren't for all of those people and that incredible community. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. It's been insane. Just going back to the, I, I've now wound up back in a kitchen recording. It's come full circle. For me personally, <laughs> but well, how perfect! <laughs> yes, yeah, it is perfect, isn't it? It is. But thank yeah. you. I can't think. Um, I think the thing that's most profound to me was everybody said more or less the same thing to us when we got to talk to them, and it was like, 
thank you for keeping me sane. And I don't think you guys understand, you know, what you've done for for people like me. And I don't think we did really until we started going on tour and hearing people's genuine reactions and the fact that it was, it, it's just like, it's incredibly, um, it's really powerful to have like gone through a horrible moment in history and we're still going through it, but to know that that was the effect that something that we had that, like you said, started in a kitchen had on people um, and has on people. And now we have all of these friends. It's definitely is 1000% a two-way street. Like every time someone would say that to us at a live show, you know, the first thing I would think to say, because it's very genuine and true, is just like, you all don't understand how crazy this is for us that like we got to step into a role to do that for you and and have you guys and girls and everybody support us and be with us through all of this. It was like true straight up online friendships have been made over the course of the last couple of years and just like solidarity forever stuff. And we've seen so many examples of like our listeners showing up for people that need help at certain points in their life, even if it's completely unrelated to politics and like the community that it created of listeners and former FBI directors alike is just profound. So thank you. Yeah. And, you know, our our two goals were to bring the, the shit show news in a comforting way. That was funny sometimes. Um, and I a hundred percent confident that we did that. And of course, number two, and I've talked about this in so many interviews about why I even started this podcast or why we even put this thing together. And that was um, to be in a future documentary <laughs> about this time in history. And I think that um, I think we can safely say, Jordan, that because of the support that we've gotten from this community, that this podcast uh, will be historically linked to this investigation uh, long after we're gone. And um, that makes me that that's everything um and it's off it's off because of our listeners so everyone thank you so much this is hard for me to do but please take care of yourselves and take care of each other i've been your host ag i'm jordan coburn and that was muller she wrote Muller She Wrote is executive produced and directed by A.G. and Jordan Coburn, with engineering and editing by Mackenzie Mazel and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, production and social media direction is by Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder, and our knowledgeable listeners. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is MullerSheWrote.com. M-S-W-Media.